0: When I was in seminary, we'd often go to visit college campuses and we'd go on evangelization trips. So imagine seeing a bunch of young guys, didn't have mustaches, I'll get that in a second. um, But a bunch of guys in their their collars, not priests yet, but going on college campuses and and talking to you. Just imagine about 20 or 30 seminarians on this campus. And And what we would do is we'd go and talk to people. Um, but we'd always ask opinion questions, a question I often like to ask so often uh, as we were barehanding was asking someone, um, well, first thing I would do is I'd give them something that was a value to me. I was like, give them my phone and say, Hey, can you take a picture of my friend over here? And then they would. And then as we exchange the phone back, I'd say, Hey, I have a question for you. What's your opinion as to why so many college students lose their faith in college? And the beautiful thing about opinion questions is everyone has one. You can ask any question, opinion question, anyone. Who do you think is better, Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? Like, you know, the questions just go on and on and on. We have all these opinions. And the Lord asks that question of those who are listening to him today. What is your opinion? And he's just drawing out what they already know. Like a lot of us know, like what changes we need to make where we know where the Lord's probably calling us, but sometimes we're just living in fear. And he just goes back to the vineyard where we were last weekend. And he says, there's one that says, I will not do it. But he later changes his mind. He's saying, you can change your mind. And that's what we're called to do often. Uh, but one says, yes, I'll go, but, but doesn't. And, and, and what helps us change our minds, I, I find so frequently to look at who actually does God's will the best, it's, it's the saints. Today we celebrate the feast of St. Therese of Lisieux. She's known as the little flower or little Therese, uh, the face of Jesus. And she comes from a family that was very Catholic. Her parents actually became saints recently. Like, could you imagine what that would be like? But I think often before we even look at her family, like if someone asks you, what is, what is a saint? like How would you respond to that? What is a saint? Because I think when we think we're called, we're called, called to be saints, but some people think like oh, that's like those really holy people up there. But a saint is someone who reveals Jesus to others. It's just that simple. And Therese, as she was growing up, she didn't have an easy life. I think sometimes we think, oh, saints always had easy lives. She lost her mom at the age of four. And then as she was getting to know one of her sisters, one of her sisters actually became like a mother to her. And then her sister went to the Carmel to become a religious sister to the convent. And she just felt so distraught and so just sad. And as she was going through her, her just sadness and despair of losing her mom and then her, like, her sister, who was like a mother to her, she had this event in her life that happened. A lot of people miss it when they read her autobiography, is that she was um, next to a statue of Mary, was Our Lady of Grace. And she saw the statue smile at her. And she just had the sense of, Mary, you must be my mother now. And that's totally biblical because Jesus, when he's on the cross, he's giving everything away to us. And his last thing he wanted to give us was his mom. So the month of October is also the month dedicated to the Holy Rosary. So you're wondering why I have a a mustache. I mentioned that earlier. Um, Mustache is for Mary. So when you see me with a mustache, I want you to like, Learn how to pray the rosary. Now, when I was your age, I didn't know what the Hail Mary was. Didn't know it. Didn't grow up with it. So if you don't know that, um, but Therese had this, this sense of Mary's just feeling a void in her heart, and her conversion happened so simply, a lot of people miss it again in her autobiography. Like, she, it's, it's Christmas time. They go to midnight mass on Christmas, and her dad um, is just like, I'm so glad this is the last time we have to do this. They had this tradition where they put out, put out candy in their shoes or something like that, and, and he was like, I'm so glad this is the last time I have to do this. And usually Therese was crabby. Usually she was very irritable. Um, but What happened was she, she realized she wasn't. And she had this grace, and that was actually her conversion. That's when it all clicked And she was full of zeal she was full of passion for the lord and she saw her sisters go to the convent so she wanted to go to the convent she actually went all the way to the pope to ask him to let her into the convent at a young age and and the pope said trust in god and everything will be okay and then eventually she was accepted into the convent and it wasn't easy for her i think she exemplifies today's second reading if you have time this week Read Philippians chapter 2 over and over and over and over and over. And look at the model that St. Paul is talking to the people of Philippi about. St. Therese, she like exemplifies this. She says, St. Saint, Saint Paul says, do nothing out of vainglory. What is vainglory? Vainglory is it's all about me. It's all about what I want and what I need. He says, rather... Think of others as more important than yourselves. How many of us do that? Like, so often it's, it's, it's what's in it for me? What am I going to get out of this? But Therese, again, she, she exemplifies this. She shows us how it's lived out. So, she, at a young age, she was in the convent, and there was this one sister, Sister Peter, who is 50 years older than her. She's in her teens, by the way, when this is happening. But there's this one sister who's 50 years older than her, and she's slow. And she's arthritic and she's very particular about how things go. And as, as they would have dinner time, Sister Peter had to leave 10 minutes early because she moved so slow, and no sisters wanted to be with Sister Peter. But Ther- Therese chose to. When she would eat, she had to have her bread broken, uh, certainly, otherwise she'd kind of freak out. Um, but Therese would, would make that little sacrifice for her. And this went on for a while. And all the sisters didn't understand why Therese was loving Sister Peter so much. And there's one day where they were were eating and then they heard music outside of their convent and there was dancing. And Therese said, over any dancing, any music, I would choose you, Sister Peter. And that was the time where Sister Peter, for the first time in like 50 years, felt loved. Because she saw someone who was not doing things out of vainglory. It was a choice to love the other more than herself. And there's this, this, this movement in the, in the second reading where St. Paul tells us that Jesus humbled himself. He took the form of a slave. He emptied himself. Again, not to do what he wanted to do, but to, to will what was best for you. And often Therese is known for her little way. And I just want to crush what her little way is to many of us. We were told, what is a little way? If someone asked you, if you know Therese, you heard about her, they say, just do little things with great love. Just do little things with great love. And that's like not what the little way is at all. Because that's so petty. Therese had a warrior inside of her. A lot of people don't know this, but she had a huge devotion to St. Joan of Arc. She wanted to go to war. And she, her favorite scripture wasn't like a petty scripture. Um, no offense, like Psalm 23 lovers in here, but... Like be like, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Like it's it's beautiful. Now, Therese's favorite scripture was when Jesus said, "I did not come bringing peace, but the sword." She wanted to pierce as many hearts in the world with the love of Jesus, and she wanted to be a warrior for for him. And she was so inspired by another French saint, Saint Joan of Arc, who rallied up the troops who didn't think of herself who thought about what was best for others. Because it's so, it's so easy for you and I to think about vainglory. But St. Paul's encouraging us to do nothing out of vainglory. And I wish I could say I'm perfect at that, like I'm not. But that's like so, so much where my woundedness came from. And Therese taught me how to detach from those things. What, is, what does vainglory sound like interiorly for those of you who struggle with it? Okay, I'm getting ready for an event a presentation at school and my whole thought is what are people going to think about me? I'm so concerned about if they like my hair or they like the way I dress so when I go shopping I buy clothes to make myself be elevated not God. But the thing is like okay, do nothing on a vangler that's, that's great but the, thing, the question that's deeper is like why do I care about what other people think about me? Where's the woundedness? Where's the, where's the wound that the Lord's being called to heal? And the wound can be be delivered from Jesus, right? For sure, he can deliver that for you and I. But what's the antidote? The antidote is to regard others as more important than yourselves. Be a humble servant. There'll be invitations for each of you this week to pierce the souls on this campus with the love of Jesus. What are people going to think about me? Uh, Just like... It doesn't matter what other people think about you. It only matters what the Lord thinks about you. And he loves you so much. Like his, his love is meant to like just surround you. And Therese just wanted people to know her beloved. She wanted people to know how loved they were. Oddly, she's in a cloistered convent. So that means that she's, she doesn't get out, right? She just prays and lives in community which is one of the greatest forms of penance for those who live in apartments together or houses together, right? You know it's hard, right? But she never left. But the the thing is, she's actually the patron saint of missionaries. She offered up all of her suffering for two priests who were missionaries. She wanted this, 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 this Lord to be known and she had this zeal in her heart. But then she also knew that when she died, her mission wasn't done yet. She... For she passed away and she died at the age of 24, by the way, of tuberculosis. She said, I will do more in heaven. I will continue to work. I will continue to teach people about my little way. And the funny thing also about the little way is, is, is it's not the little way. It's actually the old way. It's, it's, it's the gospel. It's the way of love. The way of trust and love. That's so why we have roses here. And it's, it's, it's known that if you receive a rose as you pray to St. Therese, it's, it's she's adopting you as a sister. And if, I, if, I, if you struggle with, with vainglory, which I'm guessing most of you do, because I know I do, and, I, and I, I used to be way worse at it, um, there's an invitation to ask St. Therese to adopt you, to be a sister to you, to teach you the way of detachment, to teach you to be totally in love with Jesus where you want to pierce the hearts of every single soul that you encounter with his love. She wanted to be a warrior. She wanted to be a soldier. And that's why she's a patron saint of missionaries. So this week, there will be an opportunity before you to do nothing nothing out of vainglory, but to humbly regard others as more important than yourselves. When you see others, do you think that you're better than them? If, not, like if that's you, like there's just an invitation just to repent. Just a simple invitation to repent. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry for, for just even thinking that I'm better than anyone. And what she teaches us what to, what, what to do is to do things that, that are best for the greater good, best for the whole family, the whole community, not just myself, which means there needs to be an interior death to self. There needs to be self-mortification, which is why when you receive a rose, you receive the sweetness, there's also thorns attached to it. There will be pain involved with this. There will be something that interiorly it has to die. But what what do we hear in John 3.30? He must increase, I must decrease. So if I'm dying to self, if I'm putting my ego and slaying my ego, that means Christ is growing in me. And isn't that what we all want? And then we come to know who Jesus is in his many faces, he's funny, he's playful, he's authentic, he's merciful, he's strong, then we get to see him in others. But if it's all about me and what I want and what people think about me, there's just, it's just not going to happen. The beautiful thing is you and I have free will. You can choose to live in that place of vainglory this week where you can choose to be humble and regard others as more important than yourselves. And was it easy for Therese? No. But the Lord never promised us easy. What he did promise us was fulfillment and joy. So as we just pause for a moment and we just think about what's coming up this week, will you allow the word of God from St. Paul to Philippians to actually transform you and change you? That's my opinion question. What's your opinion, are you allowed to do it or are you going to really go deeper and stick with the word and allow him to be who he wants you to be? Because again, what is a saint? A saint is someone who makes Jesus present to others. if our world is in need of anything, it's in need of witnesses. If you don't think your witness matters, that's vainglory. Your witness, your testimony, your encounter with Jesus is of the utmost importance. And for a lot of us, it's all we have. If there's any way that we at the Newman Center can help you on that process, we'll do anything for you. Just like St. Therese was willing to go anywhere for just one sister who no one else wanted to because she felt like she was a burden, she was an inconvenience, no one wanted her around. But what happened is she realized that she was loved. And if we go through life thinking that we are not loved, we are missing so much. So we pause and we pray and we refocus, we recenter our lives and our eyes on Jesus. We ask you, St. Therese, to pray for us, to adopt us, to teach us your, your way, which is the way of a warrior. Amen.